Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I am back with another international interview. Um, But you know what? We just met. So I'm going to go ahead and have my guest introduce themselves. Please tell us who you are, where you're from, what organization you're a part of, and how you're involved in Girl Scouts or Girl Guides. Okay. Well, my name's Joanne, Joanne Haywood, and I'm actually English, but I'm based on the beautiful island of Gozo which is uh, part of the Maltese Islands. So um, we are part of Malta Girl Guides. And uh, we, myself and and a friend actually set up the Girl Guides on Gozo, which is a very small island, um, about five and a half years ago now, because we both had daughters that were of an age um, to go into Girl Guides and we wanted to develop the organisation here. And um, yeah, that's kind of who I am, really. I love this. Um, But I have to confess that as I have told a couple of people about this interview, because I thought it was so cool, um, the different reaches of the world where um, I've gotten to schedule some interviews, I've had a lot of people actually ask me, where the heck is Malta? So can you (laughs) please share for anybody listening, can you give us a little bit of insight? You know what? American schools are not great at international geography. So can you give us a little insight? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, Malta is very, very close to Italy. It's kind of, um, if you look at the, Italy is almost like a boot. And the island of Sicily is like the toe of the boot. And we are the tiny, tiny, tiny island just off uh, Sicily. Sicily is our closest neighbor. And so we are part of Europe. Um, and the weather is absolutely beautiful. And apart from today, where it's getting a bit chilly, <laughs> but the sun shines and this, the, the sea is gorgeous and we swim most of the year. Well, some people swim most of the year. Um, yeah, so it's very, very close to Italy. That's probably our, our closest neighbor. We have lots of Italian style food. Um, English is one of the official languages. So we have Maltese and English. Population is around 400,000. And uh, we are on the island of Gozo, which is part of the Maltese Islands, as I said. And the population here is only 40,000. So it's a very, very tiny island. It takes about um, 15 minutes to drive from one end of the island to the other. And to get onto the mainland of Malta, it's a 25 minutes on a ferry. So, yeah, that's a little bit about where Malta is. I think that's super helpful. Thank you. And just for perspective, for anybody who truly does not have a benchmark for this, um, this, the town that I live in, which is a suburb of the Phoenix metropolitan area in Arizona in the US, um, the town that I live in is called Gilbert. It's, It's a decent sized suburb, but it's not a huge suburb. And there are 243,000 people just in my town. Um, And that's in a much larger metropolitan area of millions of people. So just for um, a little bit of perspective there. And on that note, um, do you know how many girls, girl members or total members there are in your neck of the woods in guiding? Well, we set up Girl Guides initially, and um, now Girl Guides itself has around uh, about 20. But we've also branched upwards into ranges because um, my friends 
and my our daughters became older so they left girl guides and went up to rangers so we developed rangers rangers i think is the biggest i think that's got about 24 don't quote me on that and uh last year the year before last we set up brownies because there was such a huge demand so now we have probably about 15 brownies as well so it it kind of it's branched out and i'm not sure how much further we'll go but that's enough for now i think <laughs> I love this. Can you tell us a little bit about the um, promise, law, mission statement type thing, those, that kind of, of information about guiding in your part of the world? Well, we have the standard promise. I think it's standard. I promise to do my best to do my duty to God and all of that. I'm sure that's the same. I'm sure we have the same laws. Um Malta Girl Guides is a very active organization, actually. Um, we have a lot of international connections and um, it's actively encouraged that people go to the international centers. Obviously, London is the closest for us. Um, so I think the beauty we do have taps, which is um, a, a song that we sing at the end of every meeting, which is half in Maltese and half in English. And that's really quite cool, especially when everyone really gives it their all. So that's what we love about people um, giving it their all. So, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Awesome. How would you describe the typical girl experience in your organization? What kind of activities, events, meetings, what kind of badges, all of that? Well, um, we're, with regards to the girl guides, we had a really uh, difficult couple of years with COVID. So we had we did online meetings, which I mean, it's you know, it's not great to be. The whole idea is that we're quite kind of active people. So um, as leaders, it was really difficult. I know the girls did. We did crafting and things like that, but it wasn't very exciting. So as soon as we launched this season, so we started in September, we're like, right, let's get everyone out. So we did. Um, we did a session on how to do campfires. And then the following week we did, we actually went and made campfires, which the girls absolutely loved. Um, so we started our outdoor cooking badge. And um, and then we had a few other sort of in between ones where we had to put them into patrols and all of that stuff. And then we started last two weeks ago, last week we started the Christmas badge. So um, we did some crafts. We've got someone next week coming in. She's from Holland and they've got a bit of a different Christmas experience. So she's going to do a bit of a spiel on that. Um, and then we've had we had a, a Thanksgiving mass, not Thanksgiving, but something similar. Um, and so, yeah, we, we try and we've done knotting badges. We've done uh, we try and get outside as much as we can. We've got a very good connection with the scouts and they do a lot of camping and um, campfires and, and stuff like that so we kind of tap into their resources as well so they come and help us make fires and teach us how to make fires and stuff like that so it's really good and where you are is scouts exclusive to boys or is it boys and girls there are two main scouting groups here on gozo one in, is in victoria which is the main the main city in, in Gozo that is exclusively boys and there's another one in one of the villages and that's a mixed got it well we um we have girl guides we don't have girl well obviously the girl scouts are in the scouts and we have girl guides so girl guides is exclusively girls um and so if people if girls want to go to girl scout to go 
go to the scouts, then they absolutely can. It's really no problem. Um, we don't need to actively market, actually, because we just have um, uh, so many children that are kind of ready to, to join us. They, they Gozo is a very small community. So um, it's always been that the scouts do more camping. They do outdoor activities, um, which... What we do at the beginning of every every term, we kind of ask the girls what they want to do. We give them a bit of a selection of badges that we think might be fun for them to work on. And we kind of take some feedback as to what they want to do. And um, for me, I, I'm quite happy to. And um, there's two leaders in the in the in the guys. I'm really happy to, to give give a go to whatever the girls want to do. We got some feedback last time, obviously during COVID, they'd really like to do outdoor activities. So we've kind of started to arrange that. We did a treasure hunt around the Citadel. So we're trying to do things that are more hands-on, more practical, because that's the feedback we got. Um, I don't really don't know what the scouts do. Um, I'm really not that interested because they don't impact us at all. Um, if anything, we work together. So when we want help or... Um, if they want to suggest that we do things together as, as girl guides and scouts, then then we do it. We've got, as I said, a couple of our volunteers are um, either married to or very good friends with the scout leaders. So there is a, a, a really good level of communication between us. Um, but, yeah, we just for me, um, as a strong, independent female, I want to instill the confidence in the girls that we that we have to that they can do anything and they genuinely can do anything so it's all about giving them co the confidence to go and try stuff and for them to see us trying and sometimes failing to achieve what we want to achieve then we look at the lessons of from that what can we do better um and so we we actually had a project management uh lady came and she, she split them into teams and they had a, a project they had to do they had to organize a barbecue for or, or a, um, a birthday celebration for her. And, and she included all the things that they had to take into consideration. Um, so the budgets, what, what would be required, what kind of activities. And so it's all about making them independent of thought and confident. And I think if we can do that, and we, we do do that because we see them go off and achieve great things and for us that's just like yeah we helped with that a little bit yes I love all of that that I found myself sitting here smiling at so much of what you were just describing and it's just such good energy so I I love what you're doing for girls and um and yeah I I obviously I have the same the same goals yeah I think I think that if if there is a problem with the scouts then um, listen, why don't you become girl guides like us? Because girl guides, it's a, such a very different dividing line. There is girl guides, which is an organization. And then there is scouts, which is another organization. Yeah. So if you just maybe come and join the girl guides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're part of WAGS and um, Juliet Lowe, who founded uh, Girl Scouts in the U.S. was very involved in um, starting UK guiding as well. She spent a lot of time in the UK. And I think, um, you know, she had originally 
called it girl guiding. And I think two or three years into the organization, they, the girls voted to change the name. And um, she was a big believer that it should be girl led. And if they wanted to call themselves Girl Scouts, then then that's what she would do. So I think that the organizations, I, I, I find that um, we have, we seem to have a lot more in common with girl guiding organizations than we do with Boy Scouts. So, but it's just interesting. I it, Anyway, tell me about um, money. How <laughs> are there fundraisers? How do you get money? Uh, are girls selling products like cookies or biscuits? Um, yeah, it's obviously more difficult this year. Um, what we have done in the past, I'm going to ignore COVID because we didn't really do any fundraising there. Um, obviously, they pay their annual fee. But apart from that, we do we we do um, markets. So we would normally do. In fact, they're thinking about doing one this year just because the COVID situation is, is quite good, but we couldn't pre-plan. Um, they normally do a bunch of crafts in the brownies, the guys, and sometimes the rangers. And then we sell poinsettias. So, you know, the, the famous uh, plant for Christmas, the red leaves. And so we sell those. And a lot of people come to us and um, just to get that every year. So they, they come and they buy two or three. And then, um, so things like that. We, we have one of the, the girl that run, the girl that, that we set up, together she runs the rangers and she's really into doing things like that i must admit if it was down to me i can only do so much and arranging the meetings is kind of enough for me i don't really have that much more time to give but she often um arranges um uh to, for us to take part in markets we've done things like tea coffee and hot chocolate and biscuits homemade biscuits sometimes we get the parents we ask the parents to donate cake or Biscuits, something either homemade or something that they've bought, and then we can't we sell those off. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of expenses. So um, we do, yeah, we don't we don't raise that much. We don't do that much fundraising at the moment, but I think we will. Moving forward, I think we will. I love that. Yeah, I think I for I have to keep the perspective that I think you mentioned. Um, you guys started five and a half years ago. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. so now two years of that has been with COVID restrictions, which yeah. totally stinks. That is just, I mean, yeah. ugh, I'm sure that's really frustrating, but um, hopefully, hopefully there's optimism on the horizon for this. Um, yeah. Okay. Although not in parts of Europe. I mean, Austria has just gone back into lockdown. So I know. <laughs> I know. We'll have to just wait and see. I think with the holiday season too, um, there's so many gatherings and, and so much travel and, and, you know, I think it's expected that we're going to see spikes there and obviously with flu season. And I mean, so I think it's going to get worse before it gets better again. Um, but hopefully then it'll start to get better again. I just, yeah, I'm really crossed. trying to just believe, of course, I've been telling myself this for a year now. So, um, mm -hmm. anyway, so, were you a girl guide as a as a child? Um, actually, no. I was a brownie, and then my family moved out to the Middle East. So, and girl guiding didn't exist out there at the time. It does now, but it doesn't didn't exist at, at the time. Um, so, I was a brownie to start with. But genuinely, my when when my friend said, "Okay, I really want to do this. Let should we do it together?" 
I kind of went, yeah, why not? <laughs> if I'd have known what was involved, I might have been, no. But there's so much to do. But do you know what? You get such a lot of joy from the girls, from, from you know, you like we have our meetings on a Friday. And there's such a lot to drag yourself there sometimes on a Friday with all the preparation that you've done and all the rest of it. And then you walk away like on a real high because the girls are so enthusiastic to take part in whatever you've planned. And um, they really give it their all. They have a great time and then they flow off and it's just like, yay, now and now it's, yeah. So it's, I would, I would so recommend it for anyone. Um, it does take anything worth having is worth invest you have to invest time and energy so that having the the joy that comes from um a bunch of girls who learning enjoying learning new skills and and are filling with confidence every week you know you see girls they come in and they don't say boo to anyone and then within sort of i don't know six months you've got them happily making presentations to the rest of the group i mean making public speaking is such a huge skill to have where whatever you do um so yeah I just love it it's great sorry I think I've wandered off the subject I don't no I love it it was it. perfect I feel like um several of the the questions that I had sent you ahead of time to think about all kind of fit in those themes which actually makes it really easy for me because here's your next question tell me one of your proudest moments as a volunteer um well we went to I hadn't been camping for years and we did Medjam, which was a huge international camp that was done um, a few summers ago. And I was responsible for 10 children and um, some were from Malta, some were from um, other places as well. So the, you just got allocated 10 people. The idea was to mix everyone up. And so I was kind of responsible for those 10 people. And the first couple of days, I mean, honestly, it was like hell on earth. I couldn't find any coffee. There was um, the, they there was all sorts of stuff. To, there wasn't really very much food, especially for those that had um, dietary requirements. So they everything needed to get into the rhythm, and the everyone was. I mean, it was so busy, and we got so little sleep because everyone was really excited, and so we would go around telling them to be quiet at sort of twelve, one o'clock in the morning, and. Um, and then we got to the end of that week um, and I I saw the girls off and they were just a different group of girls. So in a whole week, um, they'd gone from being scared, never, never been away from home to really feisty, independent girls. And I and I saw them go and I'm like, do you know what? That was just fabulous. I loved it. And I would definitely, definitely do it again. Unfortunately, the following time was two years later in Poland and that got cancelled because of COVID, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, I just love seeing the girls grow and um, yeah, that I get really proud of them and their achievements. Great. I completely agree. I love that. That sounds like so much fun. What well, are some other of the coolest adventures or experiences you've gotten to do as a volunteer? Oh, well, we did... Um, uh, what have we done? We've done, there's loads of stuff. Uh, we went kayaking. We've gone, we do lots of treasure hunts and stuff like that. We went, oh, this, um, there's a different kayak where you sit almost on the top and it's really, really wobbly. We did that during the summer. 
Um, and that was just, I mean, I spent more time in the water than I did on the thing. It was just, yeah, but the, we all had a brilliant time. Um, we did some um, abseiling. We've done some zip lining. Um, going camping for a week was just, yeah, we did loads in that camp. Um, yeah, so it's a huge range of different things. Yeah. And what is one of your craziest or silliest memories as a volunteer? Um, one of my most, one of my funniest was, I'm going to let you into a little secret here. Um, we got one of the scout leaders to um, come and, and help us build fires a couple of weeks ago. And he was unable to light it. So he turned around and I managed to light it. And while he went off to get, I don't know, he went, we, he used a whole box of matches and it did, just didn't light. It was quite a windy day. And I went and, and I just did it from a slightly different place and it lit and everybody cheered. <laughs> I'm like, shh, because I don't want him to feel bad. He spent all this time and effort actually starting it, you know, to start getting the fire ready. And I just kind of put a light to it and it was brilliant. So that was one of my favorite moments. More because it was more like the girls came to me afterwards and went, yeah, girl power. We did it. You know what I mean? So it's good. It's pretty good. Yes, I um, I love that. And I had a vaguely similar experience that I, I think I loved it for the same reasons, which was um, I had done my first overnight with my troop. They were pretty young. So we were practicing so that we would be ready to go camp outdoors. And we did a sleepover at the same place where we hold our regular meetings. And um, there was like a caretaker doing kind of some outdoor maintenance, including like lawn mowing and things like that. And um, some of the girls who had cooked breakfast were bringing the breakfast um, like across the campus into the room where all the other girls had been sleeping. And they saw him out there and they asked if there was anything that they could do to help. And he made a comment about um, getting, it was obvious they were Girl Scouts. And so he, he uh, made a comment about um, getting Boy Scouts to come and help him. And they were like, well, we can do anything boys can do. And I loved it for the same reasons, because the yeah. girl's reaction of, um like girls can do anything was just a really neat. I, you know, one of those moments where you don't have to tell them they just get yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the more that we, that we expose them to different experiences and, um, and show them, do you know, even if it doesn't work, nothing bad happens. You just get to try again in a slightly different way. And I think that really sets you up for life. And, um, and I've learned a lot of skills. I mean, before, starting girl guides uh, to, for me to do any public speaking was just like a complete no-no um I just was it just terrified me and now I have no problem just getting up and speaking in front of I don't know however many people it's not a problem for me now um and the girls seeing that as well is also a good thing they see us overcoming our own issues not issues but our own fears and absolutely that shows them that you know so yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. I love it. I love the organization. I love the feeling that it's like a big family over 10 million members. We, during um, the COVID, we actually had a girl guide in England who joined us online because her group didn't meet. So she joined in with us. So she used to turn up every week um, online and do all the things that we did. Um, 
And so, yeah, I just love that. I mean, we have a big um, uh, parade normally every year, but it obviously hasn't taken place for the last few years, where we we as girl guides and from all over Malta and the girl girl and boy scouts, so everybody comes together and we parade in the middle of Valletta, which is the capital city of Malta. And, and that's really cool as well. That, again, shows us we're part of a big family. And that's what it's about, I think, having that instant connection with people, with other people from different backgrounds, different accents, different languages. different. I mean, we're all girls together and, you know, it's all good. <laughs> I love this all so much. And I feel like you answered so many of my remaining questions already. So I but I do have one more for you. Other than COVID, which obviously has been a huge challenge, what has been your biggest challenge as a volunteer? Uh, finding the time and find it keeping the keeping the momentum going. Um, it's easier for me now, but when I first started to go, um, just kind of coming up with ideas was was okay because the girls were very forthcoming with ideas. So it's just about managing that. But it's it sometimes it's about oh god. You know, it's Friday. I'd much prefer, especially when the weather gets bad, I'd much prefer to sit and put my feet up, have a glass of wine and watch some telly. Um, so sometimes when when the weather's bad or you're or you've had a really tough week, then it that, that that motivation is quite difficult. But I just find as the years go by, it gets easier and easier because because they give me so much energy. And I know that. So um I'm ha- I'm uh, yeah, my challenges are not are, are a bit fewer now. So it's all just about time, about making making time and keeping organized. I think that's a um, those are two really good ones, actually. Do you uh, just to leave off on a positive note? Do you have any tips or suggestions? Because I think those are definitely global problems for volunteers, time and organization. So how do you how do you manage that? That we are a family and we are um, we the people around us that are the volunteers, they are all available to help. And the key is to get better at asking for help. And I know that especially as women, we will manage, we'll manage, we'll just get on and do it. But I think the more that you talk to other people about the positives and negatives and ask for help if you need it. And um, those that, that's kind of the best way to, to, to deal with it because we've all got 24 hours in a day and it's about how we decide to use that 24 hours. So for me, I get prepared for the, for the coming weeks. We, we obviously, we do the, the term in advance. And then I think, okay, on a Monday, what are we gonna do on Friday? And then I get everything organized. So I've picked up things from the printer. So everything is like in a pack ready to go. If I don't do that and wake up on a Friday, I think, oh, no, what do I have to do? And then I kind of have to race around. So just sort of pre-organizing and just realizing that the time you're giving is so valued by the kids, which is what you're doing it for anyway. Um, So, yeah, it makes it all worthwhile. I mean, it's such a great organization. And and I really um, I think and I think it's really important that girls have their own space. And I think that it's really important that us as leaders, we are there to listen. And we often say, you can tell us anything. Please feel free to to talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is a place that that you can discuss privately or in the group, or if you want us to bring up a subject within the group, you know, bullying in general, or we we can manage all that. We're there to help them. And 
to help them grow as individuals. And I think that, yeah, and that so that all helps when you know that that you're having that much impact. I think that all helps with with the making of the time that you need to do. So that's me. I completely <laughs> agree. And what I've loved about this interview so much is that obviously there are differences, um, but the core fundamental reasons and mission and outcome and the reason why it's so beautiful and so high impact both for the kids and for the adults is the same. And that really, that really just makes me feel so connected to this much larger vision. Um, I don't know. I just love that. So thank you so much for spending some time with me where it's kind of funny with the time difference. Um, we're recording this at midnight, my time. And it's, I think you said 8am or uh, not at yeah. this point, like I'm going on nine, right? Yeah. 840. Yeah. So. Yeah. So <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's so, um, so it's, um, it's kind of a creative little way to connect, but uh, the internet and especially, I mean, I've been using zoom to do interviews for this podcast for three years now, but, um, you know, in COVID everybody's using zoom now. And so yeah. it's a pretty beautiful way to be able to be more connected with people globally at a time where it feels like we're so locked away from each other. So yeah, anyway, totally agree. Totally agree. that's my sappiness. Thank you so, so much for spending time with me to today, tonight for me, today for you. <laughs> and, um, no problem. Anytime. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And thank you for everything that you do for the girls and for the movement. I, I mean, helping start like the organization in your area is just really, it's really cool. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for what you do. It is gone. Thank you for for promoting it and, and talking about it because I think the more people hear about the positive nature of girl guiding, then that will hopefully attract attract more members, more people that, that would be interested in, in, you know, in, in appreciating that side of things. Yeah, I hope so. And for the people who are already involved, um, especially in a time as hard as COVID when everything's hard and, and girl guiding and girl scouting is no exception. It's, it's really hard. And um, yeah. hopefully conversations like this. And um, you had so many great reminders in this interview about why we are doing what we're doing and why it's worth it. And so hopefully conversations like this can just help us feel connected to each other and to the movement and, and stick around, stick around totally. for those girls. Yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a fantastic day. And, um, and again, you it was great to meet you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Take care. You too. <laughs> Bye.